0: what is up everybody welcome back to another edition of the sheehan show here on the shardog.com. we are back with another betting show today with top five bets for the weekend in the world of mixed martial arts the biggest mma of this upcoming weekend uh, is in my backyard as bellator returns to ireland uh, they have a big fight in the main event and lots of irish talent uh, as well throughout the, the undercard and the main card um there's a UFC card this weekend, there's a KSW card this weekend uh, and I'm going to bring you five bets, from mostly from Bellator and uh, I, I have one thrown in there from the UFC as well but we'll look at a couple of the KSW odds and uh, and beyond as well Before we get into all of that though, what a week we had last week on the betting show, our flyer hit and three of our four bets hit What, 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 what a week uh, Absolutely brilliant, so uh, the one bet I didn't hit was the Night Praknio fight to go under two and a half rounds. Now blame William Knight for that. Now he's blaming himself. You can't blame me for that one. That was just an an all time bad fight. So that's one. You 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 know. I think the pick was good. Kind of, although what, like two minutes into the fight, I was like, well, maybe it's not good. Um, even the way Prakneo fought, never mind the way Knight fought. So, yeah, it was an all time bad fight. So, I'll take solace and that. But the rest of them, Bueno silver had a submission. I said the third round submission and almost was. I think, what, was it only a minute left in the second round or something? But I, my bet was the submission plus 200. That was really good. Uh, over a round and a half for Miller Hernandez. That hit at minus 135. OSP Linz fight doesn't go to the decision. They did it end in like 49 seconds or something like that. Minus 115. That's a great price. And then Blanchfield to win inside the distance. Plus 350 on the flyer. Absolutely brilliant. What a week. If you bet on all of them, I think you probably made a bit of money. So we we'll get into it now and we lose it this week on, on these bets. But uh, we will we What a week it's been. Or what, what a year it's been so far. Overall, 10 of 18, which is really good, over 50%. And then 3 of 6 overall in the Flyers. Which is absolutely crazy. As I said, I think I only got maybe two or three all of last year. So it's absolutely brilliant. We've hit a plus uh, three fifty. One that went to plus four seventy, and in a plus seven hundred as well. So on the first, it's five weeks because I've given I gave an extra flyer one week. In the first five weeks, they hit three bets like that. They hit three flyers in five weeks isn't saying don't expect him to keep up <laughs> do not expect him to keep up but uh, what a start, what a start to the year and hope uh, hope everyone is doing well with it as well, also thanks for the support let's uh, hear your bets in the comment section below, let me know your bet for the week, if you have a bet for, for the Dublin card, if you have a bet for the UFC card KSW, whatever you want, let us know in the comment section down below and uh, I will, uh, I'll be in there and I'll be replying to you I might be a bit busier this week because I'm going up to Dublin and I'm We'll be covering the card and all that malarkey, but uh, yeah, let us know in the comment section below, and um, I will uh, I will hit you up there. I appreciate all of it. Appreciate all the love for the last week's show for the interview with John Cavan and all of that. So shout out to everyone who is uh, tuning in and supporting. If you're not subscribed, please click the subscribe button. We're on iTunes as well. If you just want the audio, if you don't want to look at my ugly mug and all of those places, so uh, check it out there. Um, if you look up Sherdog, you'll find them uh, that way. Right, let's get into the bets for the week. So. Um, and, do you know what, I'm gonna, I, I, I had him in order here, but I'm actually going to start out of order uh, because I was just watching a fight before this, because I was like, do you know what, I haven't watched too much of that guy. I went looking for fights of his, I couldn't find one, and then I did find one. So it's the as usual versus Liam McCracken fight I'm going for first, right? And I'm going, the bet I'm going for is as at minus um, 165. And now, to, to a lot of people, maybe this isn't the, the biggest fight of the weekend or anything like that go and watch, just do this, go and watch one Selish huge fight, go and watch one the McCracken fight, and I think, or even minutes of them, and I think then you'll be excited about this. I was, I've seen a lot of Asell. I've seen, well, maybe half of his fights so far in his career. Um, uh, a very talented, a very good fighter. Uh, I interviewed Peter queeley here. Um, I suppose it was a couple of months ago, maybe now at this stage. Well, I think it was before the last fight, actually. And I asked him, like, who, if there is one guy in the gym that sends out, who you think is going to be the next big up and comer? Who do you think it's going to be? And the name he gave me was a Celizouge, and you can see why. You know, kickbox kickboxing. For days, really, really good on the feed, but looking better all around all the time as well, and a very, very talented fighter. On the other side of it, then, <laughs> I, I I, picked the cell before I went and watched more of uh, Liam McCracken, but. This, like, I do think a sell win. I think he's kickboxing a little bit better. I think he probably will be able to keep it off the ground. That's why I've gone for the pick. But I'm going for the pick most of all because I want to highlight what a great fight this actually is and a great undercard fight. Because Liam McCracken, he's, your, he, like, he's just your modern day MMA fighter. He kind of has that hunched forward stance, very crisp, striking, lovely kicks, throws wheel kicks as well, kicks up through the middle, and then turns it into uh, a grappling match Um, in the middle of all of that. And he usually does that because he's dominating his opponents. Now, sl will be a little bit different. And why I'm excited about this and why I think maybe s l has the ability to win this is that he will need, I think, to strike more with McCracken than he normally does. And what I mean by that is, I think if you strike with McCracken for a certain amount of time or give him a certain amount of comfortability in there... He tries to lull you into that so he can go for his takedown and get his submissions and get his ground upon. I think of his three fights um, so far, he's had two submission wins, one ground upon. I watched the ground upon win there five minutes ago, and it was mostly striking before that until he, he, he switched levels and went in and, and took the fight to the ground. So this is not a guy, you look at that and you think, ah, oh, yeah, no, he's just a ground fighter. He's not. He, he can fight on the feet as well. And maybe there's a couple of these fights, amateurs as well, where he just looks like that. But uh, If I hadn't found that extra bit of tape I might have been saying that myself And maybe even the preview show I recorded before this I was saying that a little bit But um, I don't know if that's necessarily true So what I think will happen in this Is a cell will be way more maybe not attacking, but I think he will be throwing a lot more shots, maybe a little bit more varied, maybe allowing himself to let his shots go more than he normally would against a guy who maybe he can pick off, who's not as high a quality, so that McCracken can set up his takedowns and try to get the fight to the ground the way he wants to by dominating and defeat first. And I think, A, that's a, a good tactic for a sell, but I think, B, it's a very, very good way to win the fight as well because you don't want to be striking with a sell as you really really don't he is very 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 good uh, on the feet and it, it, it's a very close fight in terms of the price um and that's why i've kind of gone for a sell in this i'll be interested to see how the price changes maybe uh, the more the week goes but yeah that's the first bet of the week anyway i'm going for a sell huge minus 165 to win over uh liam mccracken um the next bet I'm going to go for. Uh, I, I will go for the uh, Bellator main event, and um, I watched. I watched back the first fight. Pro- I probably watched that first fight. Ooh, at least tr- I watched it live. I, I probably watched it back after that, and I watched it before the MVP storyline fight. And again, now so I watched at least four times. At least four times, and. I can't help but look at that fight and look at the way Storley has fought since and think that he won't be like a damn sight better of a fighter coming into this. And that's not to say he was bad in the first fight or anything or that, you know, that he, you know, it was an easy win for Amisov or that, you know, or that even that his rising in level will be too much for Amisov or anything like that. It's not that at all. But when I look at Storley at plus 145 now, and that's the bet I'm giving for this, and you look at the last fight where he almost won late in the round where he seemed to be keeping the better cardio on with the improvements he's made since... I just think it makes... It's a very even fight. And look, it's an even enough price as well. But you're betting the price. I was listening to John Anik the other day talking about it. And I I said the same with Volkanovski last week. You're not betting the fighter, you're betting the price here. And this is a fight, I think, that can go literally either way. It is... It's a a toss of a coin. A real toss of a coin here. And you give me one guy who's plus 145 in that, and I think that's the one you take. So that's the movement I'm going to be making on that. Now... The other reason I give for favoring Storley, okay, there's two parts to it, I'll, and I'll give you the Amasov part first, because like Amasov has been over in the Ukraine fighting the war, you know, he has been out there, and I know he's back in, and, and he has got into camp, and he has been able to train and everything. But what about I, I saw? I was listening to Bilal Maham talking the other day, and he was talking about Paddy Bimble, and he was kind of saying, you know, it's those moments outside the camp when you have maybe three months between camps let's say and it's those improvements you're making to get to the next level to bring him into the next camp to use them in the sparring and all of that Amosoff have missed out on that now and Storley hasn't and Storley not only has had those but he also has had fight camps he has the ability to improve in the fights as well as improve the technique Coming up to the fights, he's also had that first fight to see where he's like at that level. And it's hard to, to think that a guy, I believe he's fighting out of Kill Cliff, isn't he? With the likes of Usman and Ian Gary and, and all of those guys who are at the top and up and coming as well. And that... And I, I think I spoke the last time I spoke to Ian. He he mentioned his name, and he was kind of saying, "Look, he helps me out with the rest, and I help him out with the striking kind of thing." And that's the kind of relationship you need, and maybe something that Story unfortunately missed out on because he, you know, he he was fighting for his country, and that's obviously very a very harsh thing to even think about. But like, uh, they're going to fight on on Saturday night in in Dublin, and and that's going to be the reality of it. Now, I've, the second part of that, then as well. I think that Logan Storley striking, especially we saw in the Green and Neiman Gracie fight, saw bits of it against MVP, not too much, obviously. Um, I think it has improved from that first fight and the technical part of it rather than anything else. I think in that first fight, Amasov didn't show he was the best technical fighter in the world, but I think he showed he was a better technical fighter than Logan Storley. But Storley then clearly has very, very good power. You know, and Amosov didn't seem to have massive power in his hands. Although, you know, I'm sure if he hit me or if he if he hit anyone full on, he has plenty of power. But in, in a fight like that, when it's in the heat of it, it didn't seem to hit as hard as Storley, but was more technical, was able to jab him up and stuff. I wonder, has that gap of technique been closed a bit? Like, I wonder, will he be able to jab him up like this here? That's... I would, I would say... I would say... You know, a bit But not as much as the first fight And I think that's a massive advantage to Storley Now, you look at that first fight as well And you see Storley was trying to wrestle And wrestle and wrestle and wrestle all day And he wasn't able have actually had the advantage in the wrestling At the start anyway I think when the fight got to the ground Storley was kind of uh, some of the scrambles his jiu-jitsu I think is better than amosov but the wrestling I think the advantage does go to Amosav, even though Storley was the one trying to wrestle throughout the whole fight I wonder if the striking of Storley is better will the wrestling of Storley be more applicable in the fight or more you more easily used I suppose in the fight if that's true then I don't think he'll have to expend half as much energy and he had a cardio advantage in the first fight anyway so he, if he can strike, get the takedowns, take the cardio out of Amosov and keep his own cardio, that's a massive advantage to him. Now, there's a lot preceding that for that to happen. Now, I'm not... It, it, look, if Amosov beats him up on the feet, it won't happen. If he can't get the takedowns, uh, if, even if he does, does do well on the feet, it won't happen either. And it will be an even fight. I, look, I generally think this is going to be an even fight the whole way through. Um... The tactical difference between the first fight and this fight to me is going to be very interesting because like, is Storley going to go all out for the takedown nearly like he did in that first fight? I honestly don't think so. I think he's going to strike more with him and I think that will be a good adjustment. Like you look at the first fight and you think who can, who's been proved more since? I would say Storley, you know, naturally. And who has more scope to adjust how they fought in the first fight to win this fight? I think it's probably Storley as well. Um, having said that, both guys can, can improve, can change in different ways come out of that first fight. So we don't really know. It's very, very, it, look, it's very hard to know. But I just feel like the, the, the stars are aligning for starly and, and, you know, I'm, I'm talking up my bet here a little bit. I'm more on the previous show, obviously, more um, uh, more unbiased, maybe. I, I do think Mamasov is a great fighter. I do think he's a very good wrestler. If he out-wrestles Storley again, he'll have a great chance of winning it. It's a 50-50 fight. But yeah, on that price, I'm going for Logan Storley, plus 145. Right, next bet I'm going for, bet three, is Pedro Carvalho. And uh, amazingly, he's an underdog here at plus 100 um, over Jeremy Kennedy. The price of Jeremy Kennedy right now is minus 120. So very, very close here. Kennedy started, I'm just looking at the bets here, so it opened up uh, from when I'm recording this, only in the last 48 hours, so it opened up at minus 205 into minus 120. So by the time this comes out, that will have changed. Plus 165 into plus 100. It's going to be around an even fight. It's going to be around an even fight. The way I'm looking at it right here right now, it's plus 100 for Carvalho, but I'll take him I'll take him at minus 120, I'll take him at minus 130 I'll take him up to minus 150 I think I think this is Carvalho's fight, I really really do I don't think people understand how good Carvalho is Now, As I'll say it again, it's, it's two good fighters, two top ranked Bellator fighters fighting each other there's no guarantee either a guy will win right, but I just think people don't understand the level of which Pedro Carvalho has been fighting at for the last few years like his last three fights, he lost, he lost the middle one against Nijelski in a fight he very much could have won a close on, 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 the, um, on the judges' cards. Couldn't find much tape of him beforehand. He was coming in on his debut. He's a tough wrestler. It was, a, it was a, not a great fight. But the two fights either side of that, he beat Daniel Veitchel well. Veitchel And he beat Mads Burnell, who's one of the best Federates in the world. He beat him, and who's also like, we know what Man's Bernell is like, he's a very, very, very good grappler, and Carvalho was able to win that fight. So, you, people maybe think of Pedro Carvalho, and he goes in there, and he fights uh, Patricio, and he obviously gets knocked out early, and that's all we kind of think of him. I remember before that fight, right, he'd fought Sam Cecilia, he'd won three or four fights in a row, and thinking, is this one of the best guys fighting out of Ireland at the moment? And that was four years ago four years ago and Pedro is only 27 years of age this is a young guy he doesn't look at you know he looks uh, he looks a little bit older I suppose but he's only 27 years of age improving all the time he's shown improvements inside the cage and he comes in here against uh, Jeremy Kennedy a guy who is look he's a good fighter uh, has beaten the likes of Emmanuel Sanchez and others as well Aaron Pico last time out okay it was a shoulder injury we, all, we know all about that he can wrestle he can strike he can do it all but like if he can't wrestle here against Pedro Carvalho, if he can't take him down constantly over and over, something which Pedro has shown recently that he's well able to avoid, I think that Nagelski fight as well has brought him on, and even in that fight, he was able to turn it around, he was able to, uh, I think, get on top towards the end and stuff, he's good on the ground, he's, like, Pedro Carvalho's no mug at all, and he's training with some very good jiu-jitsu and wrestler uh, jiu-jitsu guys and wrestlers as well, in, um, you know, in SPG, i just looking through the card here, the likes of, say, Dara Kelly wouldn't be too far away from his weight, Kieran Clark uh, and others as well who are, you know, dominant and good wrestlers and be well able to uh, to wrestle with him. And the likes of Queely and, and others as well are in there, and Skateezy and play, plenty in that gym to, you know, to, to go up there and, and do the, the type of thing that Jeremy Kennedy will uh, will be trying to do to him. So, and look, Kennedy has the other side of his well absolutely. But when you give me Carvalho as the underdog in Ireland as well, in, with the highest spot of an irish trend fighter on the card that's that's a tough one to turn down i i i would favor pedro to win the fight and i think as the underdog at plus 100 i'm taking that bet all day i'm taking that bet all day right we will jump over to our um ufc bet for the week and this is a look this is a bet on the price again and this is a, a bet on the person it's Tatiana Suarez to win inside the distance at plus 185. Now, she's fighting Montana De La Rosa. And if you had told someone three years ago, whenever it was, that they were getting early two to one on Tatiana Suarez to finish Montana De La Rosa, they would have bit your hand off. Now, what has changed between then? She's been out injured for two years, three years, 10 years, it feels like. It's been so long since she's been out injured. But, like, the talk around, place, it seems like. She's doing well in the gym. She's coming back. She's going to be absolutely at it. And if she's anywhere near where she used to be, that price of plus 185 is going to look... I'm going to look like a genius. Like <laughs> But it's also going to look like one of those prices where you think, how did I miss that? How is that a price that was available after this? Because, look, Montana De La Rosa is a very good fighter. She's good. She can box. She's good on the ground. She's very, very good jiu-jitsu. But Tatiana Suarez, at her best is levels above. She's levels above almost everyone in 115, 125. She really is. That's the type of fighter she is. She's minus 800 to win this fight. So the bookies know, you know, the bookies know (laughs) how good she is. Um, And it seems like it is a bit off, the the fact it's uh, plus 185 to win it. Like, I would have probably taken that up to... Minus 185, maybe. I really do think she's going to get the finish. I think she's going to take her down. And as well, it's going to be, look, it's going to be one of those fights I feel like, maybe I'm wrong here now, but remember Dominic Cruz, who did he fight? Was it Mizugaki when he came fighting? He, uh, He took out two years of frustration on him. I feel like we could get a bit of that, Suarez gets a takedown, she gets into maybe half guard, or she gets the back, or she gets into the mount. and there's going to be years of frustration coming down on top of Montana De La Rosa, and I tell you, I wouldn't like to be in that position, I don't think many in that division would like to be in that position, and I see it, look, question one, do you think she'll get a takedown, I think she will, do you think she'll pass, I don't think it'll be easy necessarily, but I do think she will pass, and at that stage it's going to be tough it's going to be tough so plus 185 inside the distance uh, Tatiana Suarez right the flyer of the week now the flyer of the week I've kind of made up this price I'll be honest but you can because I'm recording this obviously a little bit early I'm going away to to Dublin to cover the card and stuff and this is one of those bets that isn't out until like the day before and stuff anyway but I wanted to give it right so the bet I'm going for (coughs) I'm going for Richie Smullen to win here against uh, Nijelski, who I mentioned a minute ago. And he's plus 240 just to win the fight straight up. Now, this is the flyer, keep in mind here. But I'm going for him to win... Do you know you get those double chance bets? So, submission slash decision. Richie's Smullen to win by submission slash decision. And I'm going to estimate here, right, plus 500. I think it's going to be around that. If he's plus 240 just to win straight up, I think that'll be around plus 500. We'll check... Check the comment section below if you're listening to this on Friday or Saturday. I will 100% make sure to put the the correct price in the comment section below. But I think around plus 500. So that's that's going to be the... uh, Hopefully it's a little bit higher. That's going to be the flyer for this week. Um, The reason I'm going for that... Is is twofold really, and I, I've analysed this fight and watched a good bit of both of these lads coming into it, and I, I think it's going to be it's a lot more. I'll tell you what, it's a lot more even of a fight than that. To, uh, let me just check again. Plus two forty uh, going against uh, where is it now? Pl- uh, plus minus three hundred for Nijelski. It's a lot more even of a fight than that. I was going to give Smullen as one of my straight up bets at, at plus two forty based on the price alone. Like, if you're asking me my pick, my pick is probably Nijelski, right? My pick is probably Nijelski. It's going to be a very, very, very close fight. I think Nijelski's wrestling might take him through, right? But here's the reason I really like that bet. And the bet, again, to win by either decision or submission. Nijelski is the type of guy who will take you down, right? But Richie Smun is, is is two things. Well, he's more than two things, but he's... Two things for this example. He's brilliant on the ground. Very, very, very good jujitsu. Well able to like just like slide out of positions, get get to a knee, get to an elbow, get to a hip, or or land maybe on top of you, or take your back and things like very, very good at doing things like that. So that kind of takes away strong positions of people like Nijelski who rest like that, but also gives the opportunity to submit someone. So he's in that position. He's very good. And he also has like an insane cardio and work rate. Talking to some of the lads in his gym, like I, I, if anyone here is talking to anyone from SBG, ask them about uh, Richie Smullen's work rate, and they'll tell you this guy is one of the hardest workers in the gym. Um, an, an absolute monster. And he can keep going all day long. So Nigelski takes him down, he takes him down, he takes him down. Smullen's going to still be there. Like a lot of guys, a lot of guys, let, let, let's say, Amosov and, and Story, even though they're both good wrestlers, you saw the first fight, there was a lot of grappling, a lot of grappling, a lot of grappling. And by the end of it, oh my God, Amosov's tired. Richie Smullen ain't going to get tired in a three round fight. He really, really isn't. And this is the start to fight. He could be two rounds down and win it in the last minute of the third round. He really could. Or else he'll just outwork Nijelski. Maybe lose the first round. Nijelski take him down the second round. Think he's going to go away now. And he just never goes away. And then there's a turning point in the middle of that. And he ends up maybe getting the delayed finish, the submission. Maybe wins the second round, wins the third round. And goes into it like that. That's the reason I'm going for it. He's just such a good fighter on the ground but also a guy who like never gives in never gives up and has the physical ability to keep going like if you're to look at two of them, two of them physically like Nigelski is you know more muscular and a more you know if you were to ask which one would you like to fight you'd say Richie and over Nigelski, you know 10 times out of 10 to be honest but there's a lot of it There's a lot of it, a difference When you actually go into fight You know Nate Diaz Or Nick Diaz Look at them lads Like they don't look like You know the Their body types and all that Don't look like they'd be uh, As good a fighter As someone else uh, William Knight Let's say But then you put them in there And they've cardio for days And they've iron chins And they never give up And that, that's what Richie Smollin is to me So The flyer By decision or submission Around plus 500 As I said Check out the comment section below We will update that as it goes. Right, so those are the five bets for the week, and I'll run through some of the other bets from it. Um, look, this UFC card again, it's it's pretty horrid, like it's it's terrible, there's nothing on it. Um Sakai and Maze, minus um 125 for Sakai, he's a favorite around even money for Maze. Um, look, you've uh, a big heavyweight fight there. You're looking at the unders, maybe under two and a half rounds, minus one thirty-five would probably be the bet I'd go for there, but nothing really stands out. Um, Krylov and Span in the main event. Um, I like Span here, and he is the underdog at plus 145. Krilov has always has an issue when the fight goes to the ground. I was looking up Span's record, and I was kind of oddly surprised to see how many submissions and stuff he has. So maybe to, to get the submission... Or to win span inside the distance Plus 177 I think um, the Submission bet isn't up here yet But I think he's a he would be a, raw, a, span, a Submission uh, I don't know What? Plus 200? Something like that I, I would Maybe a little more Maybe plus 250 For a, fan, a span to get the submission That's the one I'd be going for uh, Muniz and Brendan Allen This is an interesting fight Do you know what I fancy in this one? I fancy this one to go to a decision Plus 170 I like this one Muniz didn't impress as much in his last fight Brendan Allen a tough tough guy just turn off my radiator here, lads. I'm absolutely rushed. Tough guy, um, and that's the bet I like in that one. Uh, d- uh we talked about Montella De La Rosa, Tatiana Suarez, Malat Lenice. That's an interesting one. I like the kind of the opposite of this. Doesn't go to the decision minus one seven five. Not a great price. so maybe avoid it. Um, uh, Lenice to win inside the distance plus three sixty. He's probably due one to be honest, but. Mallet's the big favor coming into that fight. So interesting. I think I like Linise Like I, I like him as a fighter. I think he yeah, limited, but if he can put a few things together, I think he's such a physical beast. Hits so hard. Like I, I like him even in the first round Let's see what that is at least in the, front, the, the betting isn't up for that yet But yeah, maybe maybe him in the first round And maybe then Malop by decision or something like that That could be the way to go uh, Selecki's a big favourite over Carl Dinton at minus 520 Jordan Evans is back, he's fighting Victor Martinez That's a, a pick em fight there as well I'll go, I'll go for 11 in that one Jasmine Jazdevikius is back against Gabriela uh, Fernandez. Another pick pick'em fight um, Charles Johnson or Odie Osborne is kind of that as well just about charles uh, charles johnson is the favorite there and then uh, there's some other stuff as well yeah so very good um ksw the big fight there is phil the freeze for the heavyweight title against uh, todd duffy interesting hopefully come on touchwood todd duffy makes the fight he actually fights Plus three fifty for Tad Duffy. You know they fought before and Tad Duffy won. So if you like that, Phil DeFreeze is a very different fighter, a much improved fighter since then. Uh, I, I probably, you know, I'd, I'd probably back the Freeze, but minus five fifty, not a great price. Uh, Brian High minus uh, two hundred. Uh, in his fight Andres Gustin got good up and he's minus 150 against David Hoisek. Um and there's some other fights there as well uh, Daniel Melanchuk is minus 150 over Michael Keita at plus 150 he's coming in a short notice but I do think that'll be a good fight um, two good up and as well Maria Delfino against Ramzan Jim uh, Ramzan is minus 300 and I think that's just about right as well having watched uh, a bit of him so yeah uh, Dominic Hamburger as well against um, uh, Nemanja Nikolic Minus uh, 250 plus 180. I'd probably go for the hamburger in that one. I don't think that will shock many people. Uh, Bellator then. Um We've gone through a lot of these, obviously, but the prices, as I mentioned, Storley plus 145. Amazon the favourite minus 170. Bit surprised. It's that much of a gap, to be honest. I'm a bit surprised. Jeremy Kinney minus 120 plus 100 for Carvalho. Then we have uh, some of the... Uh, big Irish prices. Minus nine hundred for Darek Kelly against Darvell Jordan. That's just about right. I think Darek Kelly didn't perform great in his last one no, but I loved his attitude afterwards. He came out and he said it. Um Janae Harding, Sinead a very interesting fight. They fought before Janae Harding won via cut. Now we can all talk about how that went, but she's plus two oh five here. Sinead a minus two sixty five. Now I think Sinead Kavanaugh will win this fight. I think she was winning the first fight. I think the fight should have gone on. But Sinead is out, has been out for the last year with an ACL and that, that price seems a bit wide to me. I do think Sinead should be favored I I think I thought this would be closer maybe to one sixty five. Minus one sixty five for Sinead, but she's minus two sixty five plus two oh five. You know, I do think Sinead will win, don't get me wrong. I'm Sinead's definitely my pick, but that's that price is too wide for me. It really is. Um Maggie above massive price in almost minus minus 1,000. Kieran Clark, minus 350 against Leonardo Cena, coming in a short notice, plus 275. I like that price on Clark. Uh, McIntosh, Makahana, Makahana, minus 900 as well, so you, no one's going to be betting on that. Brian Moore, Luca Oveen, again, minus 600 here for Brian Moore. I think that's a bit steep. Uh, Luca can fight. I do think Brian Moore will box him up, and I think he will win the fight handily enough, but for a guy who hits as hard as uh, Luca Oveen, um, and a guy who has his wrestling as good as him. Similar enough record to Brian Moore as well. I do think Brian is a far superior fighter, but that's, price is a bit wide. Definitely is a bit wide. This is an interesting one. Bryce Logan and Peter Queeley. I'm honestly not sure about this on Queeley minus 180 plus 155 for Logan. On the prices, I bet Logan, because I think this is another pick-em fight. And a re- this is a real pick-em fight. Like two guys who are pretty similar... Well-built, athletic guys who like a like a bit of striking, like a bit of wrestling. Look, the hometown factor for Queely as he said himself in the past, that's worked for him and worked against him. It's hard to know how it'll work this time. I could probably go for Logan, not to go against my my uh, my my uh, hometown guy or anything, but yeah, that price, I don't know about that. And I'd say the opposite in for Richie Smullen. The price is too big. We talked about that. Uh, Norbert Davini minus three fifty. I'll tell you what. You won't get Norbert Navini at minus 350 against a guy like Andy Manzolo ever again. So if you want to throw that in, uh, you know, an ACA or whatever, absolutely do that. I say that because he's another guy coming off of an ACL. But if he's at his best, he will destroy Andy Manzolo. So there you go. Another fight I absolutely love, Karl Moore, Rosansky. Rosansky is the underdog, plus 125 minus 145 for Karl Moore. This, again, is a pick-em-fight. As pick-em-fights as you'll get a pick-em-fight. I do just about favor Carl Moore, so I don't think I'll go for Rizanski in that one because the price is close enough. But, oh, that that's a fight that, if you like two big, muscular men going at each other, that sounded wrong, you will like that. You will like that fight. Um, Charlie Ward, Mike Shipman. oh, another close fight. Um... I said in the preview, so give me who was ever the underdog and I'll take them. Charlie's the underdog, so I'll take Charlie in that one. Plus 190, uh, 139 minus 169 for Shipman. Uh, Skatezi is the favorite. Sakaram is the underdog against Popov. Interesting. And Kalanadu then is the uh, 95 to minus 245 underdog against Jenna Bishop. So there you go, everyone. That is a preview for the weekend in the books for the bets. Top five bets for this weekend. Aracela Jues, minus 165. Logan Sorley in the main event in Dublin. Plus 145. Pedro Carvalho at plus 100. Tatiana Suarez inside the distance. Plus 185. And then Richie Smullen to win by either submission or decision. Approximately plus 500. That, that's Shani Sheehan odds there. So we'll, uh, we'll see how that works out. If you're at the event, you see me say hello. We'll have an old, we won't have a drink at the event. We'll have a drink after the event or the day before or whenever. If you're around, let me know and we'll have an old chat. And uh, I hope everyone enjoys the fights this weekend. My name is Sean Sheehan for com, and I'll see you all next time.